Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Friday, October 2nd. Special episode today. Why? <laughs> you know, there's no news out there, John. There's no news out there. Uh, today, we've got back for about 15 or 20 minutes, if we really push it, uh, Dr. Craig Spencer, MD, who's a, the Director of Global Health in Emergency Medicine at New York Presbyterian Columbia University Medical Center. Uh, Craig specializes as an ER doc and uh, is very up to date on COVID, coronavirus, especially with what happened. He specializes in, in surviving Ebola, too. And surviving Ebola. Um, but we wanted to get Craig back just for a few minutes at least to be able to pick his brain on the news this morning that Trump has tested positive for coronavirus, as has Melania, as has the head of the Republican National Committee. Craig. Ron McDaniel. Yeah. Ron McDaniels. Busy news. Well, day, good Craig. morning. Didn't expect this one. Yeah. Happy yeah. Newsday. 2020, you have been one cruel vixen, let me tell you. <laughs> you foxy minx you <laughs> well i mean it's it's funny too because the one of the one of the big stories that broke last night before this was that melania trump re- referred to the white house christmas decoration uh process as you know those fucking christmas decorations on tape so basically referring to fucking christmas didn't even register on the news this morning can you imagine, like, it, 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 assuming that the world goes as well as we hope uh, and everything that numbers are telling us happen and we can elect a sane, normal president that we might go through, like, a week, even a month, even six months without one scandal dropping on top of another? I vaguely remember what that was like, where scandals didn't push out other scandals. <laughs> In any case, that's not what Craig's here to discuss. Correct. So, Craig, um, let's just start talking about this right away. You and I talked a little before the show, but basically – Tell people a little bit about what we were discussing about the possibility of super spreader. Um, when is it possible these guys all got infected? When might they have been? Uh, I keep saying spewing virus. What's the correct term? Uh, contagious. Spewing. Again. Well, no, you guys, you guys use a term for that. What's the term you use for the virus? It's like invasion of the body snatchers. Shed, shedding virus. Shedding, that's or, it. Shedding. Yeah, I find sh- there go, yeah. I find shedding yeah. to be a funny word. I keep thinking spewing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, there's not much space between shedding and spewing. I think they're, you know, they're pretty similar. No, so but I just mean, think I, you've watched I, World War Z too many times, John. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> I think the important thing to remember is that, one, right now, as someone who was the focus of a lot of media uh, attention a couple years ago when I was sick, um, a lot of what you're hearing right now is speculation. Some of it is right. true. Some of it probably will not be. So I think that's important to remember. Just because the blue check on Twitter is sharing it doesn't mean that it's verified information. I think what's important right now is to focus on the facts. The facts are that the president has tested positive and the first lady have tested positive. I know that there are people saying that maybe that's not even true. It's some political ploy. I'm not a top politician. I don't know whether that would be a smart thing to do. That doesn't sound very smart for someone that has kind of denied the existence of the virus in just hours before testing positive, saying that the pandemic was basically going to go away soon. That's for you two to discuss. I, I trust that he's tested positive. If that's the case, we need to think about who are the other people that are exposed. And President Trump, in some sense, is no different than everyone else, right? We should be testing. We should be looking at contacts, asymptomatic oh. contacts as well. We should be doing everything right. the CDC says that we need to be doing. Whether right. that he was infected a day before or four days before or seven days before, we don't know. I think people are going to start piecing together that puzzle. But you're right. We need to be worried about the possibility that not only has he potentially infected and exposed others, but that whomever infected him and the first lady and potentially Hope Hicks and whoever else turns out to be positive, this could have happened some time ago 
And there are repercussions for who else may have been caught up in this, who else may be positive, and whether this was what we get concerned about is more of that super spreader event where a smaller number of people transmit and infect a larger, uh, a larger contingent of people. Take us through what we know in terms of COVID and what happened. So when could Trump have been infected if he was uh, testing positive today? When would he have been contagious? Or showing first symptoms. Like I think on Wednesday they said he started showing yeah. fatigue or, you know. Yeah. I'm not what sure how that mean? would be different from what what seriously. We, I, yeah. 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 Again, ahead. we don't know what that means. People said when I was, before I got sick, that I was having fatigue. And that wasn't a symptom. It was I had been working for six weeks in an Ebola treatment center. I was really tired. So we, I, I don't know what that means, right? Like, we don't right. know if he was actually having symptoms. I, I've heard some reports that maybe no, he's having some like symptoms. Yes. Let, right. let me interrupt you. Yeah. I'm asking if we know that a person – I want to ask you about COVID generally. Yep. If someone yep. is symptomatic on Wednesday, when is it possible that they were infected? And when is it possible that they started shedding virus, that they were contagious? That's a really good question. So From what the, we know. Average time, yeah, the average time from when people are exposed to when they have symptoms, if they have symptoms, and remember, maybe half of people don't, but if you have symptoms, it's around five to seven days. We do know that you can be contagious. That's the average is what you said, John, five to seven days. Right, yeah. It can be earlier, right? It can be two days. It can be out to 14 days, but the average is around um, five to seven days. It is certainly possible shorter. It is certainly possible later, and it's certainly possible that you don't have any symptoms at all. And now, where does, when can you be infectious is yeah, a different question, right? Yeah, okay. This is the problem with COVID is that you can be infectious in shedding or spewing um, whether or not you have symptoms and even before you're symptomatic. So there's a difference between asymptomatic and pre-symptomatic. Some asymptomatic people never get uh, symptoms at all but have the, have the virus. And, and they can spread them. it even if they're asymptomatic. They can spread it. Yeah, yep. this, is, this is why COVID is – is, is, is a disaster, right? Like you can spread it without having symptoms. That makes it really hard for you to isolate and, um, and, and stop the spread. Now, can I ask you something? Pre-symptomatic, oh, let me let you finish. Yeah, let me, just, let me just clarify for pre-symptomatic. Yeah. So um, pre-symptomatics are people who don't have symptoms but can spread, but will ultimately get symptoms. Now, um, it, it, there's a little you know, kind of technical difference between the two, but the, the difference in terms of your actual ability to spread the virus is not any different. So um, within a couple days, so as short as just, uh, you know, 48 hours, really, you can start spreading virus if you have been infected. And you can spread virus, you can infect others, you're contagious, um, often before you have symptoms for people who are pre-symptomatic that ultimately end up getting symptoms. Is that clear? Yes. I mean, to me. Is that clear okay. to you, John? How many days back, if Trump was showing symptoms on Wednesday, how many days back in the extreme was it possible that he's been shedding virus, that he's been contagious? So remember, you can start showing symptoms up to 14 days after you're infected. So I would say, you know, at the extreme, 14 days, right? That was when you think that potentially was exposed. I'm asking contagious. He could have been contagious. He could be contagious from what you've said, Craig, right away, right? Yeah, pretty soon thereafter. Like within two days I, I think or when something. you're talking about the extremes, we need right. to think about yeah. the, the whole experience. And it could be that if he started showing symptoms, for anyone who started showing symptoms today, for example, right. they could have been infected up to two weeks prior. The okay. average is around five to seven. Two weeks right. is definitely you know, the longer end, the outlier. Um, and you can be spreading virus contagious uh, as soon as a few days after wow. you so are it could infected. be 10, wow. 11, 12 days in the extreme wow. possible. I mean, in, in the extreme, extreme, again, for right, we're not saying it's likely, for that just, is, yep. 
Well, yeah. the reason I'm asking is because if you want to talk about quarantining, isolation, the Supreme Court yep. nominee, this could have gone back 10 or 12 days of Trump infecting her or anybody right. else came in touch with 12 days ago. And she's met with him, but she's also met, let's be clear here, with Mitch McConnell and like I had two thirds oh. of the Republican caucus in the Senate at this point, Coney Barrett. So, I mean, <laughs> this thing could be, I mean, it could be everywhere. What are the right? rules I mean, about I, I, isolating and quarantining? Yeah, this is a really important distinction. They are different things. So quarantining is when you've been exposed to a virus and when you basically quarantine yourself off so that you cannot infect others. During that time, you want to uh, make it so that you're not interacting with others. You're not capable of spreading or spewing the virus if you do end up being infected. During quarantine, you have been exposed, but you are not known to be infected. Once you are known to be infected, either you have classic symptoms or you take a test and you test positive, then it is considered isolation. And at that point, you're isolating. And that is when you should have no other contact because it is assumed that you're capable of spreading the virus to others. So if you were tracing this, right, and and what we know right now, Hopix tested positive, uh, Donald and Melania tested positive, and Ronna McDaniel um, the, the RNC chair tested positive. If you were trying to trace this, would you be looking for sort of the various times the four of them were somewhere over the past week or two? Absolutely. Yeah, you want to trace this backwards. And, you know, really the big concern for, for really all events like this is that when you have multiple people testing positive, you get concerned that this could be one of those um, larger super spreading events. We know that a lot of people, maybe even the majority of people who have COVID don't pass it on to too many people, maybe none at all. But a smaller number of people, and there's this 80-20 rule, around 20% of people are likely responsible for 80% of, infe- of infections in these super spreading events in churches, in other clothes, you know, non-ventilated areas. The concern would be that potentially this represents one of those when you have multiple people who are testing positive, you want to go back, find out one, where they were all together, but also what other contacts they had in the meantime, make sure all of those people quarantine as well and get tested. Well, and they've all got it from somebody, meaning it's not like they all gave it to each other. Somebody had to get it from somebody else, whether it's outside work or wherever. And since we don't have contact tracing, we have no idea. I mean, I think this just highlights the importance of all of the things public health professionals have been saying since day one. Yeah. We need contact tracing. We need testing to make sure, like testing doesn't create cases, right? Testing finds the cases that exist and it helps us to do our job in contact tracing. Masks are super important. If everyone had been wearing a mask, the likelihood of of transmitting the virus and having been infected with the virus would have been lower. Social distancing or keeping your distance. All of these things that we've been shouting literally since January, February, March, these are all really nothing has changed with the fact that the president has gotten infected. This is the same rules, the the same this this virus doesn't care about your politics or your your partisan nature. And I think that has been highlighted here. Take it serious, otherwise this virus will find you. This virus will infect you. Let me ask you, Boris Johnson in London uh, was infected, uh, was symptomatic, mild symptoms. Eight days later, he had to be admitted to the hospital with very serious uh, complications. Now, the question is, is that still the case today where a week or so later you can still come down with something really serious? Or has that gotten much better compared to where it was in March with all the problems in New York? Yeah, I mean, both of those are true. Yes, there is a delay between when you're infected and when you will have severe outcomes, if you have a severe outcome. Um, Boris, I believe, is somewhere in his 50s. The presence, of course, is in his mid-70s. The risk differential between those two age groups is quite substantial. 
So meaning the likelihood of severe illness for someone in Trump's age group is 10 to 15 percent. Um, the likelihood of mortality, so dying, is around 3 to 5 percent for someone in his age group. Um, so that's significantly higher than it was for Boris Johnson. We won't know with, you know, we're, it's all speculation now. Maybe, and I hope for the president's sake and really for the national security, the president has a mild infection um, or a mild illness and doesn't get sick and doesn't need to go on a ventilator or, you know, all these other things. But at this point, we just don't know. My suspicion is, is that they're having a discussion around what uh, experimental therapeutics to consider, including monoclonal antibodies or convalescent plasma or other things that could be helpful, but I'm not privy to those discussions. And again, that's all just speculation on my part at this point. How long do they have to quarantine? Sorry, Cliff, I wanted to just throw in. No, What's no the rule for quarantining at this point now? Or isolating? So, um, for, yeah, so, okay, so isolating, um, the CDC guidance is um, after you start showing symptoms, you should isolate for um, at least 10 days. And Are you allowed um, to if, unisolate? When are you allowed to unisolate? So after 10 days, and if you're no longer having fever or significant symptoms. Okay, okay. So um, now that's different from quarantining, right? Quarantining means that you've been exposed and you should quarantine for 14 days. So there's a difference between people who have been exposed and people who are actually infected. And again, that's, that's the CDC and, guidance. And the, but not. Quarant the quarantine idea is even if you test negative, maybe you're positive and we won't know. That's the idea. Why that is correct. Days because right. negative, so you quarantine, it could take a while for the virus to show up on the tests. That is 100% true, exactly. So if I'm exposed right now to a known COVID patient or a known you know, person with virus um, and you test me five minutes later, well, I'm not going to test positive. Uh, if you test me a day later, I probably won't test positive. If you test me two days later, there's an increased likelihood that I will. It takes time for the virus, to, for the body to create really, um, I'm sorry, for, the, for the, the virus to create enough copies that are picked up by the PCR test, the polymerase chain reaction test. Um, it's a very sensitive test, um, so it can pick it up earlier than these, those antigen, those kind of, you know, spit uh, or saliva tests that are likely used, uh, you, people are hearing about. It's more sensitive than that. Um, but yeah, no, right away, you're not going to test positive. It may be that you don't test positive for a few days later, so three, four, or five days. That's why we say even if you have a negative test, after you've been exposed, that does not mean that you're negative. You need to continue quarantining because you may develop symptoms uh, many days, if not weeks later. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Take it away, Cliff. Well, John, now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. The kids are back in school. <laughs> Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice. Groove. And before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around us, it's... Ooh lost myself there. It's increasingly difficult to find that extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best. With Plexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you will look 10 years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically proven serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly what reduced you use wrinkles. it on nine-year-olds? Uh, I don't know. I'm not That's sure I'd do that. Um, <laughs> they'd be negative one <laughs> you're, you're you're throwing all sorts of questions in here that's a great point john i didn't know there's any math involved in this the horror the horror <laughs> um, i'm going back to my script visibly reduced wrinkles fine lines and even under eye bags in minutes plexiderm even works on laugh lines number 11's john and crow's Ooh. feet um you can take up to 10 years off your life john in less than 10 mm. minutes 
The results will last for a year, for hours. I almost said years there. That would be pretty funny. So you can take the family. <laughs> yeah, we would have been sued over that Whether one. Whether <laughs> you like it or not, they will last for years. Uh, no, they would only last for hours. You can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole time. Even better yet, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to the surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. This order also comes with free shipping and a three-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm, folks. Visit triplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. Now back to my favorite number 11, John Aravosis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, Cliff, there's never been a more important time to have a supply of reliable respirator face masks. From Absolutely increasing, true. There you go. From increasing group events, increasing. From increasing group events to school reopenings to the approaching fall flu season, where get your get your flu shot. By the way, yeah. wearing a face mask is the first line of defense against getting sick. And with continued forest fires in the West, which negatively impact air quality across the entire nation, there is even more need for protection when you go outside. The director of the CDC testified under oath before Congress that wearing a face mask was more important than getting a vaccine when it comes to reducing the spread of COVID in our country. Only respirator masks provide medical grade protection and only FDA authorized respirator masks provide the quality required. Now, that is kind of true. I've been Googling. It is better to find an FDA. See, John knows stuff, guys. Well, I did. I've looked it up for myself. Uh, TheNewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized respirator masks ready to ship now. The New Deal... You're going to hear this address a few times, by the way. <laughs> TheNewDealShop.com has these... Like, what is it again? I'm sorry. TheNewDealShop.com has these medical quality FDA-authorized masks, and every pouch comes with verifiable anti-fraud labeling. Trust the masks medical professionals are using. Go to TheNewDealShop.com and get FDA-authorized U.S.-tested respirator face masks now with free immediate shipping for our listeners. Bulk pricing is available so you can get masks you need affordable, affordably and quickly. Go to thenewdealshop.com now and get FDA-authorized respirator masks. Keep yourself and keep your family safer and healthier this fall, along with that pumpkin latte and looking good. Uh, that's thenewdealshop.com. Nice. Is that deal for years too, John? Or is that just yeah, I think it's, it's, yeah, I don't think so. Also, I saw that for obvious reasons, the Biden folks who were there are all getting tested. Now, they were all masked, thankfully. Um, and, no one and told the them. Did you see that, Cliff? I'm sorry. Yes. And the Trump, Trump people, people, of course, didn't, didn't tell them. Tell the, Biden people. the Trump people are, are everything you think they are and worse. Um, my question to you, Dr. Spencer, um, would be, do you think that the, the next debate is supposed to be in 13 days? Is that long enough, assuming there is debate, because, of course, we saw Captain Crazy on the stage the other night. But throw aside all of that and just say, oh, we're assuming we're dealing with two normal humans here and that they were going to have a debate. What, do you, what, would, be, what would be the advice you would give if you were advising the debate commissioner on whether a debate with two people in a room should take place in 13 days or not? Yeah, I, I, my personal feeling is that it's unlikely and, and wouldn't be a great idea. But again, this is all speculation that both. Uh, no, I'm just asking the advice you Joe give Biden. them, right? I don't yeah. know what they're going to do. I, I but... wouldn't. I I would recommend that they they do not um, share the same room. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, at least and, 14 again, days. Because yeah, well, I mean, we we know that the likelihood is that even if he's positive, um, the likelihood that he'll be shedding virus and will be contagious after the span of 10 days is really low. 
but I think you have way too much on the line here right now. This isn't, you know, just two random dudes. This is the president of the United States debating who could potentially be the next president of the United States. This is, who is national who is security seen, concerns. And both of whom are in the higher risk category Bingo. in terms of age. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I'm glad that they took the precautions that apparently they did and they tested before um, the last debate. But yeah, I, I don't know whether this was the antigen test, a PCR test. I presume it was the less sensitive antigen test. I don't know. Again, that's just speculation. I, it's upsetting that people didn't wear a mask. We know we know how this virus transmits. We know what it can do. But yeah, my 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 guidance would be: I don't think it's wise to have those two people in a room together at the same time right now or at any point in the very near future. And that is so, again hoping so you, you that the would say not survives through it the election. Um, I think it's hard to say. I think we'll we'll have to see what would happen over the next span of the couple of weeks. See how the how the president does with this illness. Again, hopefully he has a mild case, um, and he's unlike the other seventy-year-olds that I saw on a near daily basis back here in March and June that struggled and many died. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, now, now, just to I mean, Cliff had an aunt who died. I had an aunt who at at eighty-nine literally got a slight fever. wasn't sure she felt well, and five days later she was fine, and we all went get out of here. So you just don't know. Well, there's, yep. that's where the other thing comes in is obviously you've made the you've talked before. I mean, there's so much we don't know. I know we're learning a lot about genetics and DNA and how much all this comes into play. I got to ask you just a geeky question, if I can, quickly, because I read this sure. the other day that if for those of us um, still carrying Neanderthal DNA, the lucky ones uh, who are part of intermixed, um, I don't even know how, how to really say that. We all do, actually. Intermixed humanoid creatures. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, I read that, that those who were carrying – so maybe I didn't know that we all were. I, I, that's not what I read uh, there, John, but if I'm European, wrong. I was, maybe wrong. I was some, wrong. It's, it's Europeans. White people tend to have well, it. Maybe some are carrying more significant than others. But what I, what I read was that those who were carrying these Neander, this Neanderthal DNA had a 60% higher likelihood of contracting the virus uh, or was it contracting or getting sick for it? It was one or the other. Maybe, you know, I mean, this was a major study done with universities. So I assume it was, you know, peer review or checked and everything. Have you heard any of this? I have not. And correlation is certainly not causation. I haven't heard it. I don't know. I I certainly don't know. Increased risk experience. It increases the risk of serious is what the study is saying of getting serious, of becoming seriously. Really? Yeah. And I find it fascinating. That's all. Yeah. I mean, you Neanderthals know, tend to be white Europeans and some South Asians as a, that's a whole yeah. other question, but yes. I mean, I just, and, yeah, because again, like, like yeah. I think the point is, it seems that some people for, you know, for reasons we may not know, uh, spread this thing much more quickly to others. And it yeah. seems like you certainly yeah. see yeah. where whole families are affected in a really harsh way that, there has well, to be that. I mean, Craig, yeah. why don't you why don't you talk about that really quick? Because I know I'm talking quickly because I know Craig has to leave for other interviews. Yeah, Maybe yeah. talk what Cliff just said. Talk a little bit what we talked about before the show about super spreaders and why it is that in some families this seems to spread more rapidly and more dangerously. Why even in this Trump case, there sure seemed to be an interesting cluster of cases happening at once. Whereas and then if you families, need to jump quickly, go for it. Yeah. Craig, whereas in other families, sure. yeah, like my aunt got it, nobody else got it, and she got a mild case, and no one else in the family got it. Yeah. Well, the, the the true answer is we just don't know. We do know that certain environments, so poorly ventilated, closed indoors, without good airflow, people not wearing masks, all those other things make it more likely for the virus to spread in all scenarios. But what it seems like is that there is a subset of people who get this who are more likely to spread the virus to a larger number of people. I think a lot of people now have heard of this idea of r not, which is basically the average number of people each person who is infected infects. 
And so if it's an R naught of one, one person infects one other person. If it's an R naught of two, one infected person infects two other people. Right. Um, that is a great idea. The, the problem is it's an average. There are other things like dispersion, meaning that you know, the likelihood one person infects another person may be less than one, but one person could also infect 80 other people. And so what we see is that, especially here, you know, in New York in multi-generational households uh, in, in March and April, we saw people were more likely to be infected. People clustering together is, of course, a concern, but it seems like there are some people who are just spewing, to use John's uh, terminology, spew, either spewing more virus or more infectious virus, or there's something unique about a subset of people who are infected that makes them more likely to infect more people. And as it turns out, we're learning that probably the majority of people who have COVID um, during their infectious period may not infect any other people, but a small subset of people well infected will infect loads and loads of other people. And we've seen this right. in churches uh, in South Korea, in the U.S. We've seen this in um, in like some of those meatpacking plants that happen. Yeah, prisons, meatpacking, exactly. But there's still, we, we still don't know. We've learned a lot really in the past seven or eight months, um, but this is not all that dissimilar from SARS original, SARS-CoV-1, and that you have this kind of dispersion, you know, a smaller number of people causing a bigger number of cases. Well, and with that, we can, I will leave you gentlemen. Yeah, we could ask you stuff all day, but you don't have that. So I thank you for taking the time to join us. And then go to work. Got to go brew some beer. We get it. Um, yeah, cheers. I wish. <laughs> Take care of some patients. All right. Yeah. Thanks, seriously. Right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. All right. the time. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. And Cliff, you hang on. There we go. Um, so wow. the politics of all of this is where you Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just to, to yeah. for a break kind of thing for people, yeah. um, and you may be seeing this too, John, of course, Mark Meadows just came out to talk about what's going on with Trump, whatever, was not wearing a mask. I mean, <laughs> honestly, there's a point where I want to – I really try – to not let this side of me, but there's a point where I just want to beat some of these fucking people. I mean, I just can't imagine. They've just announced that a top presidential aide, the president, his wife, and the RNC director, who are all on this plane, and he was on that plane with them, mind you, yeah. okay? They all have this, and he comes out without a mask. I mean, what is fucking wrong with these people? Well, and it's, it's it's also the Biden lesson, which is Biden wears the mask on purpose too much, so to speak, because he's trying to send a message. He's right? setting an example, which is what leaders That's what do. I mean. They don't even. He didn't even want to set an example. Trump is still, in, which means Trump is still being anal about masks and doesn't want to be seen because he thinks they're a bad look. Right. Hey, let me make you look weak. You know what makes you look weaker when you get a, when you get a virus or being dead or getting a virus and being in the hospital or being bedridden, which I suppose he is half the time anyhow. Um, I mean, it's, you know, and, and yeah, yeah. By the way, it's know, well, I, I'm not going to say anything else except for the list who else was on that plane, yeah. because I, I really am trying to be the best me. No, no, um, this is, I, we are not Jim Jordan fun. and Rudy Giuliani. Okay. Jim oh. Jordan and Rudy Giuliani were also on that plane. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that because I can't say anything else nice. Such is my feeling of Jim Jordan and the fact that he has now been accused by numerous students at OSU and other coaches of having known enough to why – I don't know why a case has, hasn't been brought against him. It's multiple witnesses who say he knew this doctor was molesting wrestlers there. So you know what? Like, I, it's better for me to not comment any further on Jim Jordan, such as my literal hatred for the man. Giuliani is 76 years old and clearly is somebody who's he's an old 76. Yes. You know, and the man has not lived. He's lived a hard life. 
Well, whatever. But I mean, but you know, no, no, I'm, it, I'm, it, I'm being sort of facetious, but I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if he's a drinker. I don't know. He does not look good for someone in that phase of his life. And I don't know what that yeah. is or, you know, whatever. Um, and, the, and the reason I was asking Craig about uh, when people are symptomatic is because, as we found out talking to Craig, it is possible that Trump was, was excuse me, not symptomatic. Trump was contagious going back 12 days, which right. means he not only expo- – he clearly must have been contagious when he was on stage. Right. Well, and Beanley never wears a mask. Think about how many people he's been around in that time. And as you said, the Biden, a mask. He, was, he was on stage. Yeah, he was 10 feet away, but he was 10 feet away in a room full of people. Mind you, Melania was there, so she was already contagious. Was Rana there? I don't know, but Melania was. I think she was. I think she was on that plane, too. Right. So luckily, so got- uh, Biden was actually 15 feet away. And I'm not saying that that solves everything, but at least that's something. I read but that there was a 15 away from a guy who's yelling and screaming, which we know is a nope. higher risk factor. You're right. And that's why Joe Biden's getting tested today. You know, it sucks. I mean, it sucks that, that again, that that this it, it, that this man, you know, it, it, I feel this way so often when you look at the people that refuse to follow the rules of our society. Yeah. It hurts so many of us. And when one of those people, one of these people with antisocial disorder and God knows what else becomes president, it's that much worse, you know, because he just – by not following basic rules, it's bad enough, you know, when you when you, you put yourself and your family in danger, or whatever. But they they you know we're we're a society where there's a number of 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 interactions we all have to have with each other, and so just by behaving that way, this is the argument I've made about guns forever, and it's the same thing obviously with with sickness and other things that you just that don't just stay; they hurt other people. You know, and so this the part of this this selfishness is every single place this man has gone, number of big stadiums where these stupid followers came to watch him and all these other places he has been nowhere. Have I seen him wearing a mask? Yesterday, yesterday, Trump went to a fundraiser in New Jersey. People were not wearing masks and he had not tested. Well, we think he had not tested positive yet. We don't know what the instant test showed. Right. But hope. I believe was uh, tested positive or was feeling sick Wednesday night. So by Thursday morning, at least Trump should have had notice that something was up. He still went to New Jersey. Yeah. And, and, and was exposed to people not wearing masks. They didn't call it off. They didn't order a phone to wear masks. I mean, this is, Do you know who the fundraiser was for out of interest. No, it was at his golf course, but I don't know for him. I'm sure. No, it was for him. Oh, it was, it was, it was a campaign fundraiser at his golf course. Oh, I didn't know if he was raising yeah, money for like one of the congressionals. And I, that's true. He would no, never do anything for, for anybody him. else. Yeah, really? And he's, and he's, he's, deep, he's, he's, he's deeply. A, really, well, Cliff? He would, really, he, Cliff? Well, no, but, but even out of self-interest, John, if he thought he could win the House back. That's no, no, I know. I'm laughing, but I'm laughing like, yeah, Trump was. I Trump would totally was believe it was a Senate seat because he knows he loses the Senate. He's, he's. You know, yeah. but yes, of course he's doing because he's in this massive hole. By I mean, we act blue in the 13 days now since um, RBG passed away, and this is mind-boggling. 500 million dollars has been raised for Democratic candidates uh, of one sort yeah. or another. The Biden people, after that debate in the first hour, raised four million, and I think they've raised yeah. something like 15 to 20 million now since then. They're they're breaking records left and right, and you can see it because they're going up heavier on, on in places like Iowa and yeah. and Ohio, you know, in places like that where they weren't originally going to target, you know, yeah. because there's more paths now in the electoral vote. Uh, Georgia, I mean, they're announcing all these places where they're going up on TV that I, that, that I don't think they had any intention of going up on TV as recently as like, you know, a month and a half ago, pre like whenever that was, I lose time in, in Trump years, pre-Democratic convention. I don't think they, they would have had any intention. 
Let me bring that back then to this discussion, which is let's talk about the politics and how this affects the race. And, you know, for anybody who doesn't want that, well, you know, <laughs> turn off the podcast. We're, no, I we're mean, a politics show. This yeah, is what we do. Is, I don't, I mean, don't you're care. You're this close to the election. You've got to think about what happens next. Um, this is an election yeah. that affects every every person who lives in this country and, and pretty much everyone who lives in the world because of the role America plays. This will affect your lives, so we're discussing it. If the president of the United States just came down with a potentially deadly illness, you've got to consider what's happening next. So here's a couple scenarios I will throw at you. To make it fair, um, Biden gets COVID, right? Biden is being tested right now. They don't know the results. Let's say Biden gets COVID, okay? So you've got Trump COVID versus Biden COVID. Let's say Trump dies. Let's say Biden dies, right? From yeah. Before the election. So I'm trying to be fair here and not just morbid. I understand. Um, I'm not a lawyer. So if you're about to ask what happens, I don't know no, the answer. No, uh, not that. at all. I'm asking, how does it, let's start with Trump being sick right now. Does that affect, does that affect the race? So, and I'll say quickly, I said, not a lawyer. I know the, the, you know, I know the uh, succession yeah. rules. So I know that Biden, you know, it's, I don't know what the rules are. If yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, but um, does, it does it affect the race? The race? You know, in, in, that's why there's – well, there have been people with you know conspiracies on the left who said, of course, he did this to change the news cycle. There's no doubt that in some ways he'll benefit from the news cycle changing Trump will because it's all been about how he refuses to condemn white supremacists, which is literally a thing that destroys him with women <laughs> in the suburbs. Um, well, no, can I just say I'm laughing because you're right, but but we've – he's – it benefits Trump because we've moved from he likes white supremacists to he killed 200,000 people. Right. <laughs> Oh, and, like, and do you remember those? Stupid. Do you remember those stories? All those sort of like years ago about how he didn't pay taxes for twelve years and owes four hundred million dollars in oh, debt. Oh, you're right. That was yes. That I, was I sent a tweet out today, which oh, a couple people, thankfully Bradley Whitford and a few other people with big accounts, retweeted. So it's getting out there. Which was, oh, let's God. not forget, as this big story takes our time, and I listed those two stories because oh. those are immensely <laughs> important. I know, um, but that's but see, you you already jumped right into this sort of counterpoint, the devil's advocate to it, huh. which is well, it may knock out the white supremacist thing from the news and the tax thing, it brings us back to actually what is Trump's biggest weakness, which is yeah. the fact that he has completely and utterly failed on this, on preventing COVID. And part of the yeah. reason he's completely and utter, utterly failed is the fact that he's refused from the beginning to do all the things that everybody with a brain told him to do. He's refused to take it seriously. He refused to tell people the truth when he was telling Woodward he knew how bad it was. He refused to use the Defense Production Act and make sure everybody had all the PPE they needed. He refused to start a testing and tracing program. He threw it all out to all the governors and said, you handle it. He lied constantly saying it was a hoax, saying that that only, you know it barely hurts anybody and all that stuff. He he not only lied constantly, he said things that just boggled the mind in terms of how stupid they were. Inject bleach, you know, shine a, 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 a light up your ass. And I mean, like the number of things. So in that way, I'm not sure it does help him because in the end, as much as the white supremacist stuff hurts him with a lot of people, I still think in the end that healthcare and COVID specifically are the top issues in this election. And people are worried that their family members are going to get right. sick. And how does this make you feel better that this person is going to protect your family when he can't protect himself protect himself when, Actually, when the very the personality yep. yeah the very personality traits that lead him to be an ignorant ass and say he knows better than anybody else refuse to put on a mask because he doesn't like the way it looks and all the other things he does the way he, he sort of wantonly puts others in danger for his interests um you know i, I just I, this brings all of that up and I think, and again, I you can never know anything. I don't date him for me, but here's what I think. I think a likable but 
incompetent in people's view president at this moment gets sympathy from this. I think, and let me expand on that. I think George H.W. Bush in 1992, I think Jimmy Carter in, 19, in 1980, incumbents who were in trouble, but people basically liked them as people. I think sympathy would be there for them because they showed at times, however much you may disagree with, with George H.W. Bush, and I do with a lot of what he did, he showed compassion for other people at times. He, you know, he, he showed that, that he had a decency to him at times. We've seen, all we've seen is the exact opposite from Trump. And so put, comparing him to those two races is an incumbent in trouble. I don't think he's going to get a lot of sympathy because I think and, a lot of people and, are going to, are going and, to react. And let me just – I'll just finish yeah, quickly. Yeah. And then I'll, I think a lot of people are going to react in the same way you and I are reacting, which is he got it because he chose to behave the way he chose to behave. My- and, and that also led to 200,000 eight people eight, – that 208,000 other people getting it and dying and 7 point what, 4 million or whatever right now getting it. And so I just – I don't – in the end, I don't see how this helps him. It makes him look weak. It makes people that were even even thinking of voting for him say, should I vote for a guy who's sick, who's frail, who could die because of this? It sort of under undermines their whole argument about how Biden's old and frail and all this crap they right. say. Right. I, and so in the long run, no, I don't, I don't see, you know, and maybe in the short run, it helps him a little bit. In the long run, through the rest of this election, I think it's a net negative. Morbid question. Yes. For whatever reason, Trump can no longer be on the ballot and Pence is on the ballot instead. What happens? I, I think people, Pen- do I, people I, I really- in the middle that we want to get now say, well, there's no longer a freak on the ballot. I can move back to the, I can move. I think the- on the margins that's possible. I think that, that at this point, Pence is so tied to Trump. Early that I, you know, that people, people want this, you know, we're seeing that reaction right now in elections inevitably, unless the challenger screws things up really badly, badly are, are a referendum on the incumbent and they have done, they have screwed up so badly. They can't escape the stench of, 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 of death, quite if we're going to be honest, of bounties on soldiers, of all these things that they can't, and, and of, of, of the fact that you know, if Mike Pence comes in, he's going to be supporting that same lawsuit to get rid of pre-existing condition protections for people. You know, uh, the whole that's Republican. True. That's true. Uh, so, yes. And he was on COVID, too. Right. So the crazy clown face of the of this campaign is 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 no longer yeah. there. But I all that built this, so to speak, I, I just... Again, yes, I could see Actually, maybe maybe win a few voters back here and there you know on the margins. You know what you but, just got me thinking of, though? The op- And again, sorry, folks, but you got to game this stuff out. This is an important issue. We're, we're weeks from the election. Not to mention, this is the freaking leader of our country who just contracted it. I'm going to apologize to anybody. I mean, I, you know, I love it, everybody, and I'll, I'll apologize for stuff that I do wrong. You know, no, I'm not going to make last fun podcast. of it. But, like, this is a political podcast. We're discussing politics here. And this is, what this we is do. deadly serious. So <laughs> one thing, too, is, I mean, we're Trump to die from this you've got the problem of sympathy but also pence is tarnished with just that discussion trump dies from this then it truly is the only issue being discussed between now and the election if that happens right and And and, i think the democrats very simply could say could the 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 message could very simply just be you know it it, to move away and and offer sympathy for trump and this and then it'd be like but the most important thing now is protecting the american people from this scourge and we can do it it. yes that's it Yes. No. What I, I, a there's what Democrats obviously would say, and they'd have to be careful and kind of stand back. B how the public perceives it is, if Trump were to die from this, then it really is the culmination of this Trump Pence administration truly screwing up this virus response entirely, and that ends up being the message. Maybe you get some sympathy, but you get a lot of people saying, 
you know, this was the inevitable outcome of people who just didn't care. That doesn't help you. Now, what happens if Biden were to get this indictment? No, well, and let me say quickly, I think this is, you know, I think this, again, this is where the, the actual sort of quality of the people we're talking about mm-hmm. comes into it, right? <laughs> uh, up on a stage on Tuesday night, and in, in honestly, one of, one of the worst moments I, I feel like, I, and, and that's saying something I've ever seen from a sitting president. Joe Biden was discussing about his his son Bo, who got oh. cancer and died after serving this country, and how tough it was. I think he was talking about when he was going to his funeral or something like that. And Trump interrupted him and said, "What about your other son, Hunter, the drug addict?" Right. I, I mean, I, I don't, I can't find the words to actually say yeah. how unbelievable. Well, here's the opposite of that. Here's Joe Biden right now. Uh, on Twitter. Jill and I send our thoughts to President Trump and First Lady Melania Trump for a swift recovery. We will continue to pray for the health and safety of the president and his family. And again, I think those kinds of things make a difference that that the the ability to show compassion, even for people that, you know, Go ahead. I've got, yeah. I've got something for you. This is not going to be easy, but I'm going to try because I don't have the system set up right now, but I'm going to play Trump Four years ago today, October 2nd, 2016. I think the word you're going to use is pneumonia. Bingo. Responding to the news that Hillary contracted pneumonia. Let me see that you guys can. I'm going to put this to the mic. It's a little unorthodox. Let's see if it works. Trump's flailing around and now walking like crippled. Like he but here's a woman. She's supposed to fight all of these different things. And she can't make it 15 feet to her car. Give me a break. Give me a break. Yep. Now he's now flailing his arms around, confused walking hunched over like he can't barely walk. He's mocking on stage physically, waving his hands Give me a break. She's home resting right now. She's getting ready for her next speech, which is going to be about 15 minutes, and it's going to be in two or three. In the beginning, he did the movements he did to mock yep. the disabled reporter at the New York Times. He That's correct. He his hands in his face like, I'm a crippled person. I'm using the word on purpose because this is what Trump would say. Right. It was – but to October 2nd. 2016. Right. And so that's kind of the point as far as I'm saying, which is I, I think someone, again, I think almost any Republican president, I think, you know, so I don't think it's a partisan thing in the slightest. I think any even slightly decent human being who had shown, I think Mike Pence, you know, I think anybody who had shown the slightest bit of, of decency at any time would get compassion over this. And I just think he's a whole different animal because of, yep. of how he behaves. And so I, you know, again, it's these these are not easy things yeah. to kind of we're in we're in you know completely uncharted territory here. Yeah. And now, and again, I don't want to really go there too much longer. But were Kamala Harris to take over the ticket, I think this would be a real questionable situation too. Because yeah, I and I don't know, I don't know the answer. I mean, like I she wouldn't know. really have time to to campaign as as for her, you know, to be the yeah. the, and again, don't the know leader. Her. Um, compared I, to Biden, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's a that is a more a difficult real, situation. Yeah, yeah, and I don't no. know what the answer is there. Yeah, and again, let's not we won't go there obviously until any of that were to happen. But uh, um, this this certainly does muck things up. Here's the question, not the question. I guess here's the point. We've been talking about how Trump needed to use the debate to shake things up because at least according to all the polls so far, Trump is still not. He's still not winning this race, knock on wood. According to the polls, he needs right. to shake things up. This only shakes things up in a way that hurts Trump is what we're seeing so far. He could get a little sympathy bounce. I don't think it's going to be huge. And first of all, the sympathy bounce, I think, it's going to be maybe for the next couple of days, but then it's going to go down again. Well, and, and, and he did something that I, that I don't even think that I gave – You know, I would have given him credit for being able to do, 
maybe, you know, I can't speak for you, which is huh. he shook things up in a debate in the debate in a way that actually hurt him. Yeah. Like I thought we were pretty solidly locked into the Biden in between 49 and 51 and Trump in between 41 and 43 kind of range nationally. And now every, everything from including Pennsylvania, I believe, Arizona, um, uh, Michigan and um, and uh, Wisconsin were showing five plus point leads. I mean, some of them six, seven for for Biden on average. Um, you have crazy polls coming out showing um, Biden only down one point in South Carolina and down only one point in Alaska. And again, I get why we don't want to believe this. You know, we, we were shocked by that. But but if I were to sit here and let all my political geekdom come come through, I would sort of classify things as first tier swing states. You know, which are your w w Wisconsin's and Michigan's right now, and Florida's. Your second tier swing states, which are a little more of a reach for Biden, uh, which you know are your Georgia's, Ohio's, Iowa's, places like that, and then your third tier ones, which no Democrat wins unless it's a fucking landslide, and that to me. Would, are your you know, are the ones like Alaska, South Carolina, um, Montana, perhaps Missouri, and, and all those places have shown mid to low single digit leads. You know, so and and the the leads have been growing again in Florida, which had gotten smaller for a while um, for Biden, and they've been growing in North Carolina, which they had always been small. Now I think for the first time he's up somewhere around maybe three points on average, or at least high two, but also Ohio. He's gotten to a point where he is up somewhere between two and a half and three points in Ohio. So what I'm saying is, is that the, that debate in a way that I didn't think it actually could, I think really hurt him. And I think the last two weeks really hurt him. I think the suckers and losers, the Woodward stuff, the taxes, I think it all built up. And there were people, if I'm correct in my reading, and you know, you never know of reading polling, where there were people that not only were, were you know, mostly towards voting for Biden that became solidified, but there were people I think who were either undecided or leaning Trump that he lost. Now, he may win some of them back with some sympathy, for example, from this or stuff like that. And But I'm still saying that that all he did was harm himself with that debate. And so in this one way, this gets rid of that story, which is good for him. But longer term, do you want to vote for a guy who's 74 obese? I mean, again, it's hard to get in the mind of a swing voter because I have a hard time understanding it. But, it, you know, like a pure swing voter, even at this phase. But if you're really trying to figure it out, you know, and all of, all of Trump's messaging or a lot of it, anyhow, besides the he's radical left garbage is, has been this man is, you know, Biden's old and weak and, you know, you need somebody who's got the strength. And now you've got a guy who's 74 obese. Uh, he's, a, you know, and in and in has a disease that kills people who are often, often who are 72 and obese, 74. You know what I mean? I'm grabbing a Fox video. Boom. Okay. Then I'm going to, so I don't know how that helps them as people think about their choices yeah. more. Yeah. Okay. Let me, this is a Fox video this morning of uh, Chris Wallace, who was the debate moderator with another Fox host. Exclusive interview with Dr. Scott Atlas, who, you know, is a special advisor on coronavirus. She's talking about the fact that we've got an exclusive interview coming up with Dr. Scott Atlas. Yeah, that was the guy who was uh, the, the herd immunity guy. Yep, yep. So I'll start again. Fox has obtained an exclusive interview with Dr. Scott Atlas, who you know is a special advisor on coronavirus to President Trump. Um, he has just given this interview, and he said that he expects the president and the first lady to make a, quote, complete full waiting, and rapid waiting for what Wallace has to say. after the two tested positive. He says that there is, quote, zero reason to panic. Yeah. 
Again, this is an exclusive interview of Fox. Um, he said, uh, this is very difficult to avoid, talking about the virus itself, and then said, it is no surprise that people get the infection even with precautions. I anticipate yeah. a complete and full and rapid recovery back to normal after his necessary confinement period. I anticipate he will be back on the road in full swing. He ultimately said he is a very, very healthy guy. <laughs> the majority of people, even at his age, do fine with this. He is very healthy. I is too. anticipate the same for him. That's Dr. Look Scott Atlas, Chris. Well, I'm going to say something. And uh, I, folks, I'm just trying to give you the truth. Dr. Scott Atlas is not an epidemiologist, is not uh, an infectious disease specialist. He has no training in this area at all. Uh, there are a number of top people on the president's coronavirus task force who have had grave concerns about Scott Atlas and his scientific bona fides. Uh, I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback from this. I very much hope everything he say, says is true. One, he can't know because the president is just in the earliest stages of this. And two, uh, you know, I understand the desire of the White House and its political people to uh, to try to talk this down. And I'm not certainly trying to talk it up. And I hope and pray the president is fine. But again, follow the scientists. Listen to people like Anthony Fauci. Listen to people like Edward who have been largely cut off. Listen to the independent people who do not have a political axe to grind. And I frankly don't think Scott Atlas is one of those people. Wow. Oh, my. I mean, Cliff, could you like, oh, my God. I've got two things to say here. Oh. One, oh. Um, as Chris, Chris Wallace, as we know, because people like us got so angry at him for the other keep night. Talking. I've had to let her... the dog out because she hasn't been well. Go on. Keep okay. talking. One is that Chris Wallace um, is pissed. <laughs> and we know he's pissed because he's come out and even said since the debate that he thinks – that it went so badly that most of that responsibility, I think he's being too charitable there even, but the fact that he was willing to say that most of that is the responsibility of the president of the United States for why it didn't go so well. Uh, did you hear what I just said, John, or no? What I'm saying is that the fact that, that since that debate, which Chris Wallace rightfully took a shitload of, of heat for, um, that that uh, I, I have a feeling he's pissed. I mean, first – he took a, he, you know, he took all that heat and whatever, and so since then, he's he, when he was asked, was much more honest than I ever thought he he would be, and said that he mostly blamed Donald Trump for the the unruliness of the debate. Now, obviously, if you're being truly honest, he would say ninety eight percent of it was Donald Trump or more. But the fact that he was willing to say that even that most of the the fault lies with the president of the United States was a pretty big deal. Um, uh, I, I think I think he's moving towards uh, Shep Smith territory. Wow, I mean, I, I think he knows he's gone. I think, frankly, that he knows that, that yeah. Fox is a cult, and he knows that he could get yeah. away when he was just a Sunday morning guy. And he said some stuff that here and there went viral because he criticized Trump, but not on the, as big a stage as you know as that debate. And since then, and I think he knows that uh, that Fox has trapped itself in the same bubble that that uh, so many conservative organizations have that the Republican Party's caucus has so that they freak out when, you know, you know, Lisa Murkowski or someone slightly barely breaks with them. I think Fox is in that same place that they can't afford because they've got a bunch of goons, you know, programmed to just stare at their TVs watching them, that they can't afford for anybody on that network to speak truth at all. And I think that's why Shep Smith was out. And I have a feeling that uh, it may, it may be not until after this election is over, I guess. I, I would be shocked. I don't know when Chris Wallace's contract is up either, yeah. but, but I think yeah. he's on the way out the door. You could, you could pretty much, I mean, I, I'm surprised hearing him say that. And in that way tells me 
I think he has few fucks left, if we're going to be honest, and doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, because he's, I mean, and he's not doing it to act to maybe he's partially doing it because he's pissed off, but he's actually telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the thing about Scott Atlas is they picked him for the very reason Trump picks everybody because he says what Trump wants him to say. He's not an epidemiologist. He's not like the, the like Oof. Dr. Spencer we just had on the show. He has no idea what he's fucking talking about. Yeah. You know, he's saying what he thinks, you know, Trump wants him to say. And it doesn't mean that we have any inside knowledge that Trump, you know, will die from this thing, as you've pointed out and we've pointed out. There have been a couple, there have been 80, 90 year olds who've survived. And Trump certainly may be that. He's at more risk for, for being seven in his seventies. He's in at more risk for being being very, very obese, you know, and not exercising and all the other things. You know, with all that said, he'll get the best treatment anybody could possibly get because presidents in the United States do. So, you know, it's but that that would be the honest answer is, you know, he'll get the best treatment. We don't know what's gonna happen. We're all praying for the president, blah, blah, blah. That would be the answer that Scott Atlas would give if he was being fucking honest. Yeah. Yeah, no, but they gave, and this was just like Trump's physical, where they said, "Oh no, he's going to live to be 300. I mean, he's a like, brick wall. But, you know, but the, I mean, but God, he's God. Chris, I'm just blown away by Chris Wallace doing this. He's clearly, I mean, the expression is, you know, when you no longer give any fucks. I mean, that's that's the only way to describe. He's just he's he's cash. He made a lot of money over the years in Fox, and we can argue about, you know, was he a moderating force uh, or was he someone that gave credibility to a yeah. network that didn't deserve it? I would argue the latter. Right. But whatever you're, you know, I don't want to debate Chris Wallace right now. It's just you know no. whatever one thinks of him, I, I I will say I have a hard time seeing how he's there in the in the near future. Oh, and network. I mean, he totally undercut the White House's message on this. That's correct, and that's, that's, that's why he's truth. Let's see what, you know, an interesting thing will be, let's see what he has to say over the next month. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, if he's there. Yeah. In, well, any, case, true. in any case. They um, don't disappear him and he's in Gitmo. Here's, it, 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 and, and I want to share this because I'd seen this earlier. Mm-hmm. You knew there would, of course, be some unbelievably ridiculous right-wing reactions okay, uh, to this. Um, and uh, I give kudos to, to Senator Insider Trader. Kelly Loeffler of, oh, of yes. Georgia. Senator, I was appointed because my husband runs the New York Stock Exchange or whatever he is, and I'm worth hundreds of millions, and I'm here for no other reason. Um, uh, so here was her tweet in response to, to Trump. Remember, colon, China gave this virus to our president, real Donald Trump, and First Lady FLOTUS, then all caps, we must hold them accountable. I mean, can you even imagine, John, 10 years ago, a senator saying or tweeting, you know, maybe pre-Twitter, but mostly, but saying something like that, that, that when, when he got this, that China gave it to him and we must hold them accountable. I mean, it's so below the office. They're all such trash at this point. And the reason she's doing that is because she is in a race where they call it a jungle primary. That's the way Georgia does it, where there's no, you don't run in primaries first. There's a primary where everybody runs against everybody. And then the top two, no matter what party they're from, Go to a general election unless somebody wins over fifty percent, in which case it's 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 over right away. Um, and in and, and she's leading Doug Collins, a batshit crazy congressman who's a Trump lover from uh, from Georgia. Um, some of Trump's you know Trump endorsed Lef- Loeffler because she's the incumbent, but some of uh, some of Trump's allies, Matt Gates and other idiots, have endorsed Collins. And um, and some big things have been happening in that race, and that's why I think the presidential numbers have probably been changing too. Um, the Democrats and running for Senate, and other you know, have been moving way up there to the point where the, the you know uh, Pastor Warnock, who's running for that 
seat, who, by the way, preaches at the temp at the church where Martin Luther King Jr. once preached, um, suddenly shot up um, Matt Lieberman, Joe Lieberman's son, who was doing what Liebermans do, and undermining him and making it so that in, it would look like for a little while he might, she, uh, he, Warnock might not be in the top two. We might just have a final election of two Republicans shot into the lead against all of them. And I think it was uh, what I think it was is there was a coordinated group of endorsements of Warnock where they all they all realized Matt Lieberman wasn't going to do the right thing again, being his father's son and get out of the race. So Barack and Michelle Obama, Jimmy Carter, who you may remember, of course, is from Georgia um, and others came out and very publicly endorsed Warnock and he shot up in the polls and Lieberman went down. And and so that's important. So that's, that's the, the context of what Kelly Loeffler is doing here. She's trying to make sure she's, she's in the final two. Um, I mean, the, and you know, and the thing is they'll get away with it, cliff, but the irony of saying we're, yes, let's, let's use, Trump getting sick because Trump got himself sick negligently. Right. This isn't some innocent victim of a disease. Totally negligently got himself sick and turned it around to say, they've attacked our president. Right. Let's demagogue. Let's, let's use, um, well, you know, let's be racist. Let's demagogue. Let's blame anybody else. We now have, I see this crazy person. Deanna Lorraine, or some people, she's the one that ran against Nancy Pelosi, or is running, she running against Nancy Pelosi, or former congressional candidate versus Nancy Pelosi. She is, she's a Newsmax political analyst. So, here, you know, do with that what you will. Here's her, here we have her conspiracy. Does anyone else find it odd that no prominent Democrats have had the virus, but the list of Republicans goes on and on? <laughs> oh, maybe because we're wearing masks. Exactly. And following medical advice. I mean, it, it, it may have this. It, it may have something to do with believing in science, lady. I mean, um, I mean honestly, like it just opens. It, I know there's so many ways you can respond. Well, to that. I mean, you're like, yeah. Why could that be? Why could that be? I know. Either, either you're not wearing your masks and you're not keeping socially distanced and you're having parties <laughs> indoors, or it's the CIA. Right. <laughs> numerous Republicans <laughs> numerous Republicans have walked off the edge of the Grand Canyon while Democrats stopped at the edge. Why are only the Republicans falling? There's this thing called gravity. I mean, that's the equivalent of this, but that's... Oh my God. That, I mean, we have people like this that Republicans oh. refuse to denounce, and so they actually are congressional candidates in the party, and some of them actually get elected because they're running in crazy districts that are far from the right, and every one of them who, who clown like this just brings the Republican Party for closer and closer to the to the pure cult organization it seems it's trying to become. Oh my God. Speaking of that, did you see I won't go all into it, but I'll tell people to look That's it right. up. If, if did you see uh Chris Cuomo just kick Ted Cruz's ass on TV the other day? It is one of the most cathartic things I've ever he was watched. Coming on, I didn't want to watch because I was like, oh, Ted Cruz. You have to watch it. The clip is floating around. You don't need to see the whole thing. That's not even worth it. What what so what Ted Cruz's thing he does, and he's remember, he was a debater for years. And what he does that that, that that gets under people's skin and whatever is he's very big his debate tactics to say, Oh, well, I need he'll first he 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 tells you what you're saying and doesn't say it honestly, and he, he insults you. Oh, well, of course, liberals like you would say that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Of course you'd say that. And we get it. We understand why you would do that. That's that's the, the Ted Cruz tactic. And he did that with Chris Cuomo. Oh, well, we, of course, understand why you'd blame the president and why you'd say everything's his fault because you're biased. And, and, and the other thing that he'll do is he will bring up any – he'll say any nasty thing, and he's not used to anybody responding. So he's like, well, what about your brother, Chris? 
he actually brought Chris Cuomo's brother into it. When Chris Cuomo is a separate human in our newscaster, well, your brother, what's about the job he did? And he's like, so Chris Cuomo basically responded and said, my brother. He's like, why are you talking about my brother? You, you won't, you who won't speak out to the president after insulting you through the primary? What are you scared? And, and then and then Chris was like, oh, um, yes, you're right. I'm so scared of Cuomo. And he's like, and, and of Andrew Cuomo. And Chris is like, I didn't say scared of my brother. I said scared of the president. You know, the one that insulted you in the primary, the one that said you're a liar, the one that said your wife's ugly. <laughs> it was that good. And he and then Ted Cruz tried to come out, oh, see, all you can do is insult. And he's like, oh, because you're no, fair I and quoted, down the line. I quoted you your guy. Which is so good to see someone throw back in his face because you're yeah. so fair and you're just straight down the line, right? Ted, that's why you brought my brother into it. You know, yeah. and I mean, he just, yeah. he owned it. Yeah. He did what I wish every single person would do to this, yeah. this noxious just postule of a well, human being like that australian journalist taking on sarah huckabee which yes maybe like that maybe I'll where they would just that. rip the fuck out of him yeah. and throw back in his face what yeah. a coward and what yeah. a fucking loser he is because he gets away with that all the time it's in what it's what if you saw that viral clip of amy klobuchar it's what she did when she got so emotional responding to, to Ted Cruz on the Judiciary Committee, which I'm sure he did something where he, where he did the same thing in bad faith, said some things and insulted Democrats and, you know, and, and made it about liberals and all the garbage that he spews. And, of course, she had to do it in a more controlled way because she's a she's a senator. But she also kind of went after him. And, and you know, I mean, I, I honestly I don't think there's a place if you told me that that there's the existence of a hell I think it would be having to sit in a room and listen to, to Ted Cruz talk over and over. Oh yeah, and not be able to to do what you'd want to do to him. Um, so, in any case, yeah, folks, oh. that's that, that, that's what's become of the Republican Party. That's who they are now. Everything's in bad faith, and everything's just insults. And but it's worth watching that clip. I think a yeah, lot of people in the media you know. who have who've played it almost way too straight and be willing to be down the middle and pretend, you know, that's why Chris Cuomo, one of them, have just had enough of this shit. Yeah. It seems wow. like we're I, at I that. Mean, yeah, this, I've been thinking more about this. I mean, Chris Wallace, Trump's got to get him off TV. If Wallace does this for the next month, I know. Really, Fox News in many ways made Trump, right? Yes. And Fox News can unmake Trump. You've already got Drudge, who's just all over Trump's ass. And for Chris Wallace to be repeatedly doing this, and mind you, we also don't know what happened after the debate. Maybe, not maybe, you know the White House went crazy on Fox News. They probably told him to fire him, whatever. So yeah. he, he's also knowing that now. And I don't think he's being people from his own network attacked him. Yeah. Oh, I saw I mean, that, the, uh, Tucker did. You know, right. They wouldn't, I, the ones I saw, Laura Ingram wouldn't say his name, but they, yeah. they, you know, but they still said it was two on one and all that kind of garbage, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they were basically saying that he was unfair and he didn't do his job. And that's somebody on your own network. So, well, and I think that's why it's, it's him giving zero fucks. It's not him looking for vengeance. He's saying, right. you know what? Fuck it. I have played this game for 20 years. I've even frankly sucked up to the right and gone yep. after the left a little unfairly. And I've this got, is what I've I got millions of dollars in the bank. And, and much like Shep Smith, who landed himself a great gig at CNBC, I can probably go anywhere else now, he's, you know, and he's, good i mean he's good what he's he, he is good uh, i thought he's good on the morning show i thought he was terrible in that debate but, the debate, but yeah and but my he, problem with that debate i'll yeah. say is nobody can handle donald trump that's not the problem the problem is is he didn't come compare he didn't come prepared with that knowledge right right the fact that he said i didn't think he was going to do that is like who who do you you know you come right. prepared you, with that knowledge interrupt, really yeah well and then you make it clear at the very beginning the first couple of times he interrupts you say you say to him i am going to give your opponent more time than i'm going 
going to give you, you will be penalized for not yeah. shutting up. Essentially, you have to. There has to be a price to pay for doing that stuff, or he'll keep doing it. And there wasn't a price to pay. Yeah. I mean, I suppose maybe it led to, to Chris, uh, you know, it's, you know, kind of undercutting his message a few times and even fact checking him once or twice, which he wasn't supposed to do, which they should all be doing, by the way. But it wasn't supposed right. to do on that on the jobs created at the last three years of Obama, Biden versus the first three years of Trump. And maybe that's because he got so pissed at Trump. He was like, well, fuck this. Um, but. But you need to stop it before it ever gets there. You need to tell him you're going to cut his mic off, whether you have that ability or not. Threaten him with it. Tell him he needs to be quiet. Tell him he's going to be penalized. You need to give him more time to the other guy. Whatever it is you need to do. And I don't feel like he was me in any case. It is what it is. So let's wrap. Did we have? I'm trying. Let's to wrap. Yeah, we've gone longer than expected. I don't. I don't. I don't have anything else. So. No, but this was good. I mean, I think it was. I just didn't want to get back onto the election stuff, although because we, yeah. Still, this is new enough, but uh, but I think we pretty much hit everything we wanted to hit. The um... three podcasts this week, kids. I mean, Ooh. we try to give you content when we can. No, and actually, well, actually, we got really good feedback on the last one, which I was glad because that was the first attempt at adding the audio, actually, not with my phone, but via the box, the scary preamp box. <laughs> But it worked. No, I got the mother you. box. Is that what it is? The mother box. Uh, not to be confused with mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mother. mother box is something from but, the Justice uh, League that I no, figured my friend John, being a little Lamar. geeky, would make, you know about about stuff like me would know. Uh, and mother is a whole whole different yep. thing. But my podcasting friend, Bicycle Mark, helped me set it up. So I've got my new mic, the new box. We can stream video audio. And the other thing, real quick before we sign off, Cliff, I was considering it debate night, but I I didn't want to get interrupted while I was watching. But now in retrospect, it might have been fun. I was, And I've talked to some of the listeners who said, yeah, let's do it. It's up to you if you want to join us. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. But um, I think uh, for the next debate, well, for the VP debate and the presidential debates, I'm thinking of just setting up a Zoom room. Uh, we won't make it to the public. I'll post it for all of our paid viewers, listeners. Yep. And I'm just going to put my laptop on my ottoman in front of me while I'm watching TV. And we'll listen okay. to the and do maybe, that. People, maybe we all chat. Maybe we mute each other. We can see how it goes. It may be too loud. You know, I don't know. But uh, or, or but I think the realistic posture at this point would be if there are debates. <laughs> Well, that's because because oh, because and I'm just right. saying I'm not and and right. you have to assume that Pence has been around Trump without a mask. So do they hold that, that debate next week? I don't know what what the repercussions. So I would say, if there are debates, I'm with you on this, John. I'm just not yeah. sure. That, I don't know what's going to happen from here. No, we'll that's a, because you know, the the added issue we didn't even think about was not only. Is it a question of whether Trump follows the rules, like Craig was saying, where he says, "Yeah, I don't think it would be safe for them to be together as a doctor." Biden's camp has to consider the same thing. Biden himself has to make the decision of does he feel comfortable being on stage with Trump in two weeks when we know Trump is a serial liar so that we cannot right. trust them saying, oh, his symptoms are over. There are people who have this disease for months. Yeah, you know, I, I, would, I, I, I don't think I would right? do it. I, I think that the closest I would oh, be. Craig's on CNN. This is funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Like literally, as we're talking, that's really funny. He talks funny. to us and he talks to CNN. Um, like, whoa. I, <laughs> I, I think what I would say is quite simply the only way I would be willing to debate him uh, in terms of the health part, not the political part, where I would demand that his mic be cut and all the other stuff that the Trump people are fighting back against, would be if they were in separate rooms and they're doing a debate like you and I have done in the past on TV, where we're each on different cameras. And that's the only way it can be done. I would never get in a room with him at this point. I think it's it's a it's a risk not worth taking. And well, and you've got the whole family. Honestly, they exposed everybody in that meeting. And I don't know if we I think we mentioned this. Uh, 
Jake Tapper and others uh, found out there was a report. Uh, they've confirmed this, I guess. There was no contact from the Trump campaign or the White House yep. to alert the Biden campaign of possible exposure, according to a senior campaign official who was with Biden at the debate. So right. they knew by the debate that uh, that well, excuse me, not by the debate. Wait, uh, there was excuse me, the contact. In other words, they're saying there was no contact yesterday. The whole day they knew hope was hope was positive and hope was at the event. Hope didn't have a mask. So right there, you would have told you would have said we had to alert everybody. They didn't do it. But then we're concerned about Trump. Trump might be positive. Frankly, by the way, we didn't get us. We haven't gotten an answer, Cliff. Well, I just had this epiphany. We no one's told us, you know, Trump must have had the quick test first. The quick test, 15, mm-hmm. I got it, 15 minute result. They do stick a thing up your nose, but it wasn't as bad as they say, to be honest. Right. Um, it wasn't nearly that bad. Oh, you got a test? I did because I was getting this weird sore throat for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And finally, I, I wasn't sure it was post nasal drip, but it was starting to freak me out. See, guys, I went. My podcast partner does not even share these things. I know. Well, I did. It's so I went. Answer. They do jam a Q tip up your nose, but honestly, it wasn't that bad. What what freaked me out was they wanted to do a strep test on me. I've never had strep, but because I've been having this weird sore throat for a couple of weeks, and again, now we think it's post-nasal drip from my allergies, but they put a Q-tippy thing to the back of your throat where your nose meets the throat, and I mean, they jam it. That, I was gagging. Like, I've never had that happen in my life. You people who've gotten strep tests... The strep test was yeah, 10 times I've, worth than the COVID test. I've gotten test. that before because I had it when I was oh younger. Oh, and God. It's, and it's you're not choking positive. and they're still jamming you and you're like, yeah. oh, God. Although, as I told you, John, I don't yeah. care. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to tell people because uh, the, the results were good. I had to get a biopsy because I had a, a mass in my neck. Oh, yeah. Oh, thankfully good. soft. And, and, uh, and so they thought there was nothing there. And, and I got to tell you, it's fun when someone jams a needle into something in your neck oh, and is trying to um, – but it, no, they, they found – Absolutely zero trace of malignancy. So oh, good. Yeesh. Boy, that was not pleasant either. I would like to tell you. Is it anything? I mean, or I don't not I mean, to get too personal here, but no, it's nothing. They're it's going to a little bit of fatty tissue. So you know. Oh, good. She's like my son. It's, my sons are, are now calling me fat, which is fun. <laughs> they did. Daddy has a fat neck. Daddy has a fat neck. Which I appreciate. <laughs> well, there goes my dad is so fat that he had to go to the doctor for a cancer test. Is how fat he is. Exactly. They thought it was. You know, I, I could totally see it. My kids oh, are all. God. I love that. Um, my boys still make fun of me forever about it. Yeah. Um, in any case, but I mean, this is how bad these guys are. And, well, so and I, I would even say at this point, you know, I don't know what the the format, the setup was supposed to be for the vice presidential debate. Like I know in the past, sometimes I've had those where they're sitting around a table. I would say, absolutely not. If I'm, if I'm Kamala at this point, right. um, I would, you know, she at least is in her fifties and is in, is in a, a better age group in terms of, of mortality rates and everything from this. But, you know, it's not like it's nothing even in your fifties. I would, I would say that if I were going to go into a room um, and debate uh, Mike Pence, that the rules would be, first of all, None of their family are allowed in the room because we obviously can't trust them to wear yeah. masks. So fuck them. They can't be yeah. there. Um, and second of all, that she'd be on the ag- absolute opposite end of the stage, not 15 feet. I'd be yeah. like, I want 40 or 50 feet, frankly. Yeah. I want as much as the stage will allow. But I want a big then- condom pulled over Trump's entire Exactly. Body. Well, in this case, Pence, yeah. Put, it'd oh, be Pence, the first time oh, yeah, Pence yeah, yeah. ever used a condom, probably. <laughs> Mother would be just Mother. Mother, may I? Mother, may Mother, I? May, Mother, may I use a condom? <laughs> Mother, can no. you hear me? No. Can you, you hear may, me you may cite five rosaries or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, oh Hail Marys God. or whatever. Yeah. Mother, can um, you hear my rubber? Okay, I'm God. done. 
All right, we're getting um, slap happy. This is good, though. Are. No, I'm glad we were able to get Craig last minute. That was really good because I that helped us to. You know, right before he went on CNN. Right before he went on CNN, he was a scoop came here first. Um, exactly. All right, oh, guys. Um, <laughs> I don't oh. know what to tell you. It, it's going to be an interesting weekend, I'm sure, of finding out more things. Um, we will talk I, to you guys. Can I just yeah. say, Cliff, though, I so. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the thing I was trying to say. We'll close with this, but. Last night, I just had a feeling. I was saying, you know, this is weird. Why are they telling us this? Why? Usually they take the quick test and they take the quick test and they say everything's fine, right? Trump was always doing the 15-minute test for all of his guests. Whenever, right. whenever for determining who could be around. Well, suddenly, and then he had the valet who was sick. Suddenly, this time, they're not doing the quick test and saying he's negative, he's fine. They're doing the longer test and not telling us what even happened with the quick test. They're not even saying the quick test even existed. Well, as of today, I've still not seen a report saying we call this the TikTok in politics. What was the time, you know, the second by second, moment by moment explanation of what happened? He must have had the quick test to start with. And for some reason, they got so worried, they decided to do the test that took a day to get results. We still don't know what the quick test showed, which means we don't. When Trump went and did that thing at the uh, at the his fundraiser yesterday afternoon in Jersey, he not only knew Hope Hick was positive and he might have been positive, he may have already had a positive test from the quick test that morning. I mean, again, they have, why haven't they told us? Talking about, you know, absolutely, that's right? Positive. They would have said he tested. Look, if he tested negative yesterday morning, they would be happy to say he tested negative, but out of an abundance of caution because you know she did get sick and she was around everybody. We decided to do the longer yeah, test. Everything there we, except for using the not term telling us that. caution because that's way too big a phrase for them to use. But basically, you're correct. But they're not telling us that that. Yeah. Even now, they're not telling us he did the earlier test. And I bet you the reason is because, A, it was positive, And B, the son of a bitch went out anyway and did all these things knowing he was positive. Yes. That's my prediction. Yeah. These are just horrible people. Horrible. I mean, again, you saw what – I don't. I, we got to end it here. But, I mean, you yeah, saw yeah, what, yeah. what Kimberly Guilfoyle, that whole thing that just happened where Fox oh. News just decided to pay off <laughs> her assistant. And, again, this, this in any night. other time would be that a huge scandal. Night. Uh, you know, the girlfriend of the of the son of the president of the United States sexually harassed her assistant. Oh, and, lesbian and, sexual and, harass just to add and, to it. Right. And, well, OK, yes. Right? But we whatever it is, doesn't matter. And was and was, you know, and was insulting and created a verbally abusive workplace and all stuff. Fox, rather than fight it, which tells you what Fox thinks would be the outcome of that fight, just, just decided to pay off her assistant four million dollars to make it go away. I mean, this is, you know, these are the things that, that we, can, we don't even get time to talk about because these are just the most fucking awful. These are the people that are the bad guys in movies you watch. Like, are the people that, they're just, they're, I don't know what else to say. Like, they're just such a collection of terrible people. And they all seem to know it. They attract each other like flypaper. It's almost like, you know, like there's a there's a, a some sort of a, um, like a sonar or something, so they can find each other because they look at each other like that person is completely amoral and sociopathic, just like me. They also have no conscience. We should be together. I mean, yeah, it's got, um, go on. Sorry, I've got. No, I'm got done. It. All right, the last thing I'm going to do. This is the one we're going to close on. That actually is kind of a funny and unrelated. So I'm. We mentioned this. I am going to play for you. It's about a minute long, and then we'll close. It is the audio that also was released last night, and this is how much news happened. Melania? Here's Melania talking about Fuck Christmas. Okay, so <laughs> listen to this. All right. I'm complicit. I'm the same 
like they I say I'm complicit. You. I don't no. say enough. I don't do enough. No. Where I am, I put the, I'm working like a asthma, asthma. I know. Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a f about Christmas stuff and decoration? But I need to do it, right? Yeah, but 100%. You have and no then, choice. And, okay, and then I do it and I say that I'm working on Christmas, uh, planning for the Christmas. And they said, oh, what about the children? They were separated. Give me break so where, where they were saying anything when obama did that i know they do, i cannot go i i was trying to get the, the kid reunited with the mom I, I, I didn't have a chance needs to go through the process and through the law but here's my thing you hear what you just said but instead of that if, if you just your messaging you you were so loved they you were. would not do the story we put it out they would not do the story i'm telling you would not believe it they would not do the story because no they are not they would not do the story because they are they are they are against us because they're liberal media yeah if i go to fox they will do the story i don't want to go to fox i love that part i don't want to go to fox <laughs> who does but, anyway, but i had to do the fucking christmas decoration she right. says so basically, dual stories came out yesterday that the that the wife of the president and that the daughter and the and the girlfriend of the son of the president are the most awful people imaginable, and yeah. both of those things will be buried in. Girlfriend and, of the son had a, lex, a lesbian sexual harassment case against her that cost millions, and that's why she lost her job at Fox allegedly, according to the New Yorker. And the president's wife used referred to Christmas as fucking. <laughs> on tape and but they've made this whole campaign about the fact that biden who's a devout catholic and actually does go to church is the one who hates catholics and hates christianity and hates god but melania cliff i can't other than today i can't think of when i ever would have put the word fucking in this in the in the sentence with christmas i, I can't even like uh, i'm not I, that devout of a christian but even that gives me the ability i'm not cringe. even a christian i don't say fucking christmas it, it gives me a cringe <laughs> The fucking Christmas decoration. You're the like, first lady. It's not even to me about like religion or whatever. Like, who says that? Like, what? How can you be that upset also, about Christmas? Christmas decorations? Who, I like Christmas decorations. Who says fucking Christmas? She hates the fact that she's got to oversee the Christmas decorations. Yeah. She hates it. Now, mind can't, you, she just, like, can't she just have someone else oversee it and pretend she's doing it? That's what they all do anyhow. I, I, mean, would, they, I mean, the Trumps. I mean, they don't ever I do would, die i would die for someone to give me control over christmas decorations say like you know you not only get a whole house you get 50 christmas trees to decorate i'd be like yay <laughs> there's your offer I mean, guys you have a gay like, former on. republican who who would embrace this but this would be again if if, if michelle Obama had said this and it was on tape the next oh, three God. months would be about that that wench yep. hating christmas the wench yes. who hated christmas i mean yes but but again, this story isn't even registering because and it Trump won't now. It, it was trending on Twitter like late last night until the the, the thing came out, and then it got knocked <laughs> off by oh they've got oh. COVID because they behaved like the types of people who end up getting oh COVID. All right. Anyway, I had to share that. So yes, we've we've been quite a long while for a short podcast today. Well, this has been an hour at least. So so. I'm, oh wait, no, we started at ten forty-five, didn't we? This is our normal podcast, is what it was. Yes, we did, we did. All right, I gotta All go. Right, guys. I'm exhausted. All right, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next thanks week. Thanks a lot, guys. And now one last ad from our sponsor. Well, John, you know what? Now that we've said goodbye to summer, it's time for things to get back in our everyday autumn groove. 
The kids are back in school. Everything is flavored with pumpkin spice. And before you know it, the leaves will start changing color. With so much changing around us, it's increasingly difficult to find the extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself. Okay, I'll stop doing that and look your best. With Blexiderm, all you need is 10 minutes and you can look 10 years younger. Sorry, I try to make these interesting in different ways each time. I mean, we laugh, but I really want to try the product at this point. I have to say. I know. They've, they've convinced me. I'm, I'm going to try Seriously. Plexiderm. Seriously. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes, visibly reduce wrinkles, fine lines, and even under eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines, number 11s, and crow's feet. Take up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours. So you can take the family apple picking and look your best the whole darn time. Even better, Plexiderm doesn't involve any visits to the surge- to a surgeon and costs less than a round of pumpkin spice lattes for you and your friends. You can try a six-application pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit triplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES. The order also called, comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, fine lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm, guys. Visit triplexiderm.com or call 800-685-1292 and say the code VOICES at checkout. All right, everyone. Happy trails to you.